We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support. And we believe the right mindset is key to your success. I'm Amanda Golightly. And I'm Kate McDowell. And this is Limitless Health. Live well, naturally. Hello and welcome back to the show. This week we have the pleasure of interviewing a good friend of ours. We've been working with Tree Ride from Burlington Hypnosis Center for quite a few months now in terms of business. She also does a lot of hypnosis work and she is a human behavior specialist who helps people with any challenges that they're going through. And so we're excited to share this episode with you today because we're going to talk about something that a lot of people deal with. We are practitioners and if you're someone who works with people in any context, this could be in business, this could be your family, this could be your spouse, your parents, it could be anyone. These are things that are going to come up for you. So thank you for joining us today, Tree. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. And so what we wanted to talk about today is kind of anger and resentment and how that can come up in any relationship. It's definitely something that I've experienced in my life in with parents, with colleagues, with staff, with clients as well. And so, yeah, we wanted to dig into that with you and kind of get your take on it and then have a conversation around it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love having conversations with you and I want to let all the listeners know that the shenanigans that we end up in before we end up recording and just laughing and and this is really sort of the sentiment and the outcome that we're looking for for everybody listening to this because mm-hmm. it really is a choice. We can choose to stay in anger or resentment uh, or guilt. That's another common mm-hmm. one that's coming up. Um, or we can choose to be in fun shenanigans, joking around, not taking self seriously, right? The more seriously we take certain things, the more we're in unuseful states of emotion, right? Yeah. I laugh at the term unuseful because we've also been in some conversations because Tree does talks as well and talks about how saying I'm sorry is an Mm. unuseful thing. And so every time Amanda and I, one of us will say, oh, sorry for that in the house, we're like, "Mm, that's unuseful. (laughs) And then there's shenanigans that come up from that as well. And just when it comes to the, um, I guess the, the anger, the resentment, blame, all of these things, we see them come up with clients a lot of the times, and there's things Mm -hmm. going on in their life. And they're either looking to blame someone else, or they're angry about something. And it's like, it's stopping you from moving forward. If you're holding mm-hmm. on to those things, especially if you have an outcome, something that you're looking to achieve, right? Absolutely. I find so many people forget what their outcome is, right? They, they get caught up in the, the anger and resentment. And so when people hear or the word sorry, it's like a nervous system thing right? So you look at different uh, words in the English language, or even from an emotional perspective, there's a different vibration in the human body when somebody's angry. And for the most part, this happens, anger, resentment, guilt, um, frustration, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These all happen because somebody has a perception in their mind of how something should go down, whether it's a situation or how somebody close to them should behave. And then all of a sudden, the truth in front of them happens. The person's behavior is different to what they perceived it should be in their mind. Okay. Like, um, so a massive example of that would be say somebody's uh, together dating and say their expectation is to get engaged or to move in with one another or to talk about moving in with one another mm-hmm. or to whatever, what have you. And then all of a sudden, that doesn't happen. And so, the person can get into their head about like, oh, maybe they don't like me. And if they say this or they say that, then I'm going to say this or, and then I'm going to say that or, and we always win in our own mind. And that's yeah, really the process, right? And I'm sure anyone can relate to that. But the truth is communication. The truth is, is that if we hold on to these perception in our mind and get angry of the crap that we're making up in our head, mm-hmm. that's the technical term spelled C-R-A-P, capital C, (laughs) lowercase a, lowercase r, maybe capital P for the crap, right? 
So it's really important for people to learn the tools and techniques, especially if you are a health practitioner. Um, lots of health, every, every health practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible for every health practitioner if the expectation that every single client that a health practitioner sees that that client is going to do exactly what the practitioner says. Some clients drop off uh, and and it has nothing to do with with the health practitioner. Um, Even when we talk about spouses, um, the mood and energy of any spouse, it goes up and down. So if the expectation is that everybody is like fresh gut daisies and sunshine and happy, happy, joy, joy, that's (laughs) just not realistic for life. So I'll let um, Amanda like what, um, teach me, teach me, <laughs> scary. I don't know. I want to, I want to hear your take on, on what, like, so, so, and the reason why I'm, I'm doing that is uh, Amanda and Kate, just anyone that's listening, we've worked uh, together. We we're friends now. And so the relationship is growing and it's great. And so part of that relationship is, the conversations that we have together, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, from a vibrational perspective, I'm pulling off Amanda's and Kate's vibration in terms of the information that's being facilitated out through. So Amanda, go. Even for myself, seeing working with clients, it's just seeing how much this can hold them back. They're just, they're in the cycle of just, for whatever reason, if it's the secondary gain, they're getting something from being having their symptoms. And in the one case that I'm thinking of had massive symptoms, lots going on with family, lots of responsibilities, lots of things. And just even working with us, getting to a point, there's like very little progress. And for me, this is growing as well, learning how to help clients better. Mm-hmm. And it's just tapping into what are the needs? What do they need to hear in order to switch their perspective? I know ultimately it's their responsibility to see what do I need to do? What do I want to do? But if we can help them find that shift and move forward, that's that it's huge, huge for someone. It absolutely is huge. It's it's freedom. It's freedom. And to realize what's been holding them back. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And that's we can get stuck in this this dialogue in our head that like this is my problem and this is what i need someone to help me fix and the practitioner can't can't do it for you Mm -hmm. it needs to be something that you make a choice that i'm going to make the changes that i need to make to get to where i want to be with my health and it's maybe going to be taking vitamins but there's more to it than that Mm -hmm. where's the focus too sorry where's the focus as well is the focus in the right place yeah Exactly, exactly. And if there's stuff that's that's been like holding you back or getting in your way, you can't keep kind of, it's like the, um, we had a conversation a while ago where Tree was like, it's like holding a pile of poo in your hand and analyzing the poo. You need to get rid of the poop in your hand and and move through it. You can't just keep like, oh, okay, well, that's that's mm-hmm. not great. Like there's part of the process is, is working past that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like standing in a pile of crap. It's like, okay, well, you're complaining about the smell and everything where you can literally just walk out of the crap, the pile of crap. And the more that you walk away from it, the less it smells, the less it's on your shoes, the less it's it's all around you, right? Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And and the interesting thing is sometimes even when people are so fixated in the dialogue in their mind, when they get rid of it, sometimes people can look for it again because it gave them some sense of adventure. It allowed them to feel emotionally, right? Like, so if people aren't seeking out the individuals that they need in their life that bring them the happy, happy, joy, joy, then they're defaulting to old patterns and old behaviors, okay? Many, many people, they stay there for their entire life. Mm-hmm. They end up um, in in the blame, in the anger, in the resentment, uh, in guilt. Some people 
um, they start to say people say things that they feel that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. So their perception is, oh, I hope this person likes me. And it's a nervous system thing. It's not a conscious thing. And then all of a sudden they end up being lonely because they've sort of ruined relationships because people think that they're lying. Yeah. Where, where the, the truth is, is that these people, they're not doing it on purpose, which also too doesn't give them a pass. Because the truth is, is that they're choosing to not change themselves. They're choosing not to level with what's going on. So, so through freedom is this theme of forgiveness. This theme, there's this beautiful technique that we teach clients, which is called Ho'oponopono, which means chant and forgiveness. It's Hawaiian and it's this beautiful um, ancient uh, forgiveness technique that um, I forget the actual tribe of it and I could have totally even butchered the name, but it took me three months to, to get the name. And um, But it, it's interesting because when we choose forgiveness, forgiveness in the moment, forgiveness of ourselves, forgiveness of others, and it's not about saying like, oh yeah, it's okay that you did this to me. That's not what it what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of the emotions based around a situation. It's letting go of um the dialogue. It's letting go of what that other person has a hold on you from. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the situation itself. So even when you look at couples, if say one person in the relationship has resentment because they're they're looking after kids, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're working full time and they're organizing all the family dinners and they're like, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, so many people put so much pressure on themselves to do so much, Mm -hmm. right? Which, so all of a sudden people that, well, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this, I have to do that. Well, why do you have to, right? You know, if, if, your floor is not vacuumed on a certain day. Is the vac is the clean floor police going to come over and give you a ticket? Or you know the dishes in the sink police are they going to come by and all of it? You know, so it's really looking at asking for help. Even lots of people, whatever they've gone through in life, they have a kind of uh, what I like to call the "I'll do it myself, damn it" kind of mood or attitude. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which isn't, and and to look back and try to figure out, oh yeah, this is where that came from. It really doesn't matter because if you're looking back, this is where it came from. You're still in it. True. Right. So through um, the whole pono pono, the the technique is about cutting cords, and in the from a nervous system perspective, you're really um, cutting the cords, disassociating from old habits, old patterns, old thoughts. Even, you know, there's there's clients that I've worked with that were um, raped or that have been through extremely unfortunate situations in their life. Yeah. And oh my gosh, like it's horrific, some things. And it should never, these things should never happen to any human being. But the decision is you can allow something horrific or horrible happen that um hold on to you or you can be patient with yourself and also move through it because yeah. yeah we are emotional beings so if we're choosing to stay in an unuseful vibration or emotion that's where we're living our life from yeah it's i can totally relate to that even from the perspective around health And we see that with a lot of clients too. And in my experience, like being diagnosed with MS, I could have chosen to stay in that identity that could have, and it did for a little while in my life, it became a part of who I was. Oh, I'm Kate. I have MS. And it was like, no, that's not me. I don't want to hold on to that. And that's kind of the secondary gain thing too, where it's like, oh, it gave me an out on a lot of things because, oh, I can't do that because I have this or whatever. And it's the same kind of concept when it's people that have been through traumatic experiences or whatever, you can choose 
to shift your energy. You can choose to try and work through that, or you can just go, well, you know, it is how it is and mm -hmm. accept that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that stagnation, even, even before maybe you have the symptoms, stagnation around the emotions can lead to mm -hmm. perhaps a diagnosis or whatever outcome because of whatever you haven't been addressing. For sure. Oh, yeah. 1000%. I had um, a bunch of clients that come in with back pain. I don't know why men specifically back pain, uh, women um, digestion or mm -hmm. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Kate just did the shoulder bump. <clears throat> yeah. And um, so they'll come in and just with, and they've gone through every like MRI and nothing's wrong and, and it's stress. It's they're holding on to anger. A lot of times it's a, a breakup, a nasty divorce and, you know, there's kids involved and also mm -hmm. working full time and, and financial stress, you know, moving, right? And all of these things can be held in the nervous system or while well, you guys work a lot with clients in, in terms of their digestion or organs or things like that. And it makes a huge, it's, there's a huge, as soon as someone comes in, it's like, oh, okay, what are you holding on to? Especially I had a, a client a couple of days ago and same conversation. She was like, I can't lose weight and I'm constipated. And mm -hmm. it was like, what are you holding on to? Literally. Emotionally constipated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's something that we need to flesh out and we need to allow you to release because you're, you're not releasing that. Well, that's the reason you're holding on to these other things mm -hmm. right which we don't think about that it's like oh i'm overweight i need to exercise more and eat less which there's a you know three billion dollar diet industry i think it's more than that um that tells you that that's all you need to do but there's it's it's such a deeper level than that like that's where i love having these conversations with you because we're all about the physical body and figuring out the systems and the organs and glands and what's working well and not or not, but it's like the mind body, there's such a connection there that a lot of people don't even take into consideration. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's funny from what I've learned as well, that just kind of what I touched about before, when an incident happens, it can be if like a year, three years beforehand, then something manifests in the body. It's I think it's the auric field, is that where it starts and then eventually moves into the physical? If I got that right, I'm not sure, but there is no right or wrong. I think it's, it's probably, it's all, well, it's all correct. Yeah. There yeah. You go. yeah, it is. It's all 100% correct. And the interesting thing about the, us as humans, so us as humans, our nervous systems are the same as like cats, dogs, horses, right? Like it's all along the spine. Mm -hmm. So even, uh, I like to reference even us as humans when, I don't know if anybody has ever had the experience of having a rescue animal right so both of the the dogs that i've had both of them were, were rescues and there's this i don't have you guys ever actually this is a whole other topic but this is the shenanigans that anyone that's listening this is the shenanigans that we end up in like with have you guys ever uh done like the trust technique with energy the lean back wow that was in stereo um <laughs> no 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 so it's 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 energetically and um it's it's like so with it's funny so i have a black well he looks like a black lab named loki and <laughs> you guys have lucky which is also a black lab <laughs> and so it's it's the energy. So it's interesting because cats and dogs and horses, they can't speak. Us as humans, we've created a language. But the truth is, is that they have their own language and it's an energetic language and they um, can um, interact that way. Okay. Absolutely. So when you choose to step into a mood or energy, and this is, this is a really good way for somebody to transition their own energy so that they're, they're choosing their mood, they're they're choosing that to um, step into forgiveness, cut the cords, let go, and to continue to make sure that that stays there, because it's not as simple to be like, oh yeah, just cut the cords from that, you'll be good, right? Like it's, <laughs> well, there's there's it's the repetition of that, but it's also the repetition of choosing 
your mood. So you're choosing, okay, what mood is useful for me? Okay, that's the next step. What mood is good for me? Okay, great. So how can you get yourself into that mood or energy? Right? Is it playing music? Is it dancing around? Is it going out for a walk? Is it connecting with with an, an, an animal or a human or, well, technically we are a species, an animal. Um, but is it, what, what is it that you can do to transition yourself into a useful state of mind, into a useful state within your body, right? And it's so interesting how animals can connect with that. Like a friend of mine, she has a rescue farm and it is so cool. And I told you, you guys are going to end up there, but, um, I mean, not as animals, but visit there. <laughs> <Gotta clarify. laughs> you know, like, hold on, wait a minute, tree. Where are we going with this one here? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> well, are, are, are all of us as humans on this earth? Are we on a rescue farm ourselves? Right. Who knows? Sure. There's yeah. There, let's noodle on that for a second. Um, <laughs> But, but the thing is, is when you go there, it's like, they're all free, right? So, so you, anyone out there that's listening to this, if you have a cat or a dog in your house, everybody who does have experienced the cat or dog walk up and just sort of rub beside you, right? Just either they walk beside you or they try to go in between your legs or they, they sort of like rub along your leg or whatever. Well, imagine a horse doing that right? Just coming up beside you and just like, hi, right? Like, and they're just like, you know, and, and it's, there's so much beauty and freedom to that because the horse is free and whatever that horse went through, like, and it, it's us as humans are exactly the same. Okay. You think about every uh, dog, cat, port, whatever animal has been rescued, they've been through something. Mm-hmm. So, Every single species cannot unexperience, okay? So, and I'm talking about the species. Let's just human, dog, cat, horse. Let's leave it there, okay? None of them can unexperience what they've experienced. So, they're reacting or responding through whatever it is that they've experienced. Exactly the same as us as humans. The only difference is is we have language. So we are creating these perceptions in our mind. So it's it's even going back when you're having that perception, catch yourself there Hmm. before you even have the behavior. So when you're catching yourself at that first sign of resentment, because it's a natural state, part of it is, is a protection state of mind. Am I safe? Am I not? can I potentially be hurt? Right. Mm -hmm. And when we think, especially in relationships, whether, whether it's an intimacy partner, a a sibling, parent, coworker, boss, um, anything at all. And so when you're choosing your emotion, you're catching yourself, even if there's an unuseful emotion, you're cutting the cords from it, getting yourself in a useful state all of a sudden, you're happy, happy, joy, joy. That's what you should call this episode. Happy, happy, joy, happy, joy, joy, joy. joy. <laughs> with forgiveness. <laughs> well, it does make me laugh. So, yeah. Well, so notice you, you, everyone, like you just experience that mm-hmm. you're serious and then getting into a useful, happy state. Even before we started recording, I was trying to think of. Um, Amanda was taking a big uh, um, swig of water in her absolutely stunning water glass. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yes, I'm a, I'm Amanda <laughs> from Burlington. I have this beautiful water bottle. Yes, so <laughs> but I was trying to you know make her laugh. But which actually, now thinking about it, then you would have spit all over your mic, and maybe it would have broke the mic, and then this would have yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that would have very much sucked, and it would have been my fault. <laughs> And I would have owned it and I would have bought you another mic. So anyways, <laughs> side, <laughs> now side we're track. into storytelling. <laughs> it's true though. It's so we can get caught into that emotion and that just keeps coming back. Right. Cause it's, it's all pattern. And I mean, I think of with parents, especially if it's something that it's 
there's something that happened that you experienced as a young child when we were still in that period of our life where like it's all unconscious everything's being Mm -hmm. absorbed and taken in and that's creating the patterns that are going to exist for the rest of our life and so you go into an experience that's similar to what you had then and it's like you go into that like fight or flight or that reaction that you would have had then and so to catch that yeah that's huge it's very cool is there a specific example you can give Yep. For someone like myself, I know this is very high level that we're speaking just to kind of yep. give. Yeah. Yeah. So, so an example of this would be, so a lot of generational thing. Okay. So a lot of parents did not learn tools or techniques to really sort of cater to child. Okay. Mm-hmm. If so, um, people, um, if the, if they don't feel like they were parented the way that they were meant to be parented, meaning that they, the child had to step in and be the parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the most common uh, theme when I get clients that, that they had to go in and parent their parent, mm-hmm. huge resentment builds, Right. And the pattern, even when the the parent gets older and the, say the, the child, I say a child is now an adult, so mm-hmm. 20, 30, even 40s, even 50s, right? Mm-hmm. If they can, every time they see, say their parent call, whoever the parent is, whether it's mom or dad, like their nervous system just goes, right? And... So the patterns need to break. People need to create boundaries, right? There's there's lots of people out there. Like I had um, one client, and I have permission to share this story, that she was one of those people that they were – she was looking after the mom, and she also had four kids of her own, mm-hmm. okay? And the mom was the youngest of five, okay. and she was an, um, a surprise baby. So she was 10 years younger than the older siblings, all girls. Wow. Yeah. So the so her being the youngest, all of a sudden these four older sibling females had a live doll. So she grew up not having to do anything. Wow. Right? Like she had she had like five moms basically. Wow. That's quite the dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So so now the the client of mine that has four kids of her own, the her mom just grew up that, oh, well, people just look after me. So even when when she had her own child, she's like, well, everybody just looks after me, even her um, older sisters. But then they got older, right, because there's a 10-year gap and yeah. for mobility issues or whatever, what have you. And then once – so at a very young age, this individual – um, had, was taking care of their mom and oh my gosh, exhausted. Right. Yeah. Not only did she have four kids of her own, but she had a five basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, but once she went through forgiveness and started to, um, really look after herself, then things started to really shift and change because, and even, you know, when people choose to change themselves, the people around them could end up in the resentment and anger then right yeah because they're like well you used to always do this for me mm-hmm. and you're breaking yeah. patterns now yeah yeah and so us as adults there's no such thing as guilt in adulthood guilt is just for kids to learn right and wrong hmm. so if we're choosing to change ourselves to look after ourselves then that's what needs to happen and if Sometimes what happens too is people start to change themselves and then they end they still end up in resentment and be like, Well, I'm doing this for myself now. I've been looking after you for so long and I've done this and I've done that and I'm looking after and it, there's it's still resentment. Mm-hmm. Unuseful. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though, yes, you're taking care of yourself, you've created the boundaries. Awesome. What is a useful state for you? Okay. So it's it's this. And, and it's so cool when I see clients change because it's like, it's like their energy or their aura almost changes around them. And they're, it's like they're, 
And, and I love seeing that in clients, like every client, they come in and it's like, you know, they're a totally different person than when I first met them. And, and it, it's, it's cool. Some people, um, over time they've changed so much and they're like, oh yeah, they don't, they forget how they were. Right. They're like, oh yeah, no, I'm good. Right. And then it's like, well, do you remember how you used to be? And they're like, oh yeah, this is much better. <laughs> yeah. That's something I find so fascinating about NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis, just because it is working on the pieces of you that are keeping you stuck and that are holding you back, right? You can go into something, go to see someone and say, oh, I want to lose weight. And it's all focused on the outside, which is what we focus on a lot of the time, right? That's what you can see in the mirror. That's what other people can see. That's what you make perceptions in your mind of what people are going to think of you or what they're going to say. But it's like when you fix the inside stuff, it's crazy how much the outside changes. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. And and it's interesting. So to piggyback on what you just said, I was listening to um, the radio this morning and um, they were talking about how a lot of people on their cell phones, they have all of these apps. So all of a sudden, all the apps is like a shopping mall on your phone. Mm -hmm. So if you're in resentment or you're in anger and then all of a sudden you're seeking out instant gratification for buying something and you have a whole shopping mall on your phone, whether it's, you know, the grocery store app or like, I don't know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm not a shopper. I like suck at shopping. I'm just, yeah, like it's just so... And I was listening to that. I was like, wow, the people, if you choose to stay in an emotional state, that is unuseful. Nobody, not one human being has said, I made the best decision in my life when I was pissed. Right? Like that's just, that's just, it doesn't happen. Right? Like a good idea so, at the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 A good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it shows yeah. up at the door and you're like, why did I buy that? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was I thinking? Where the better question would be, you know, what mood or energy was I in? Mm -hmm. Right? So it, it's, I think the the outcome and the takeaway for people listening to this is to really, what if you're in unuseful dialogue in your mind, unuseful meaning that you're not feeling great or you're going down a rabbit hole, rabbit hole hole. Well, I guess it could be a hole. Either, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go with both. <laughs> <laughs> that um, you're you're being accountable for your own emotional state. We all can be. If our expectation is, you know, well, I want this person to, you know, show up like a knight in shining armor and mm -hmm. swoop me off my feet, and you know, or I want my parent to call me or whatever, right? And well, why not make that make whatever you need happen happen for you and to communicate it, right? Like I'd um when you guys are over at my place, uh oh, it was last Friday. Yeah, so this is Friday, yeah. this is last Friday. Um, and we were just talking about growing together in relationships, mm -hmm. right? And and it's it's a beautiful thing, right? Like mm -hmm. I can't um, I was telling you I was having lunch with this beautiful human being today and um, and we were just talking about humans and he was commenting just on how I am and the energy that I, um, I guess, put out there to the world, I guess, for lack of a better word. I'm sure he worded it a totally different way, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I can't take full credit for that I because I've chosen my husband and he's like an extension of myself and and uh, we've grown together and he's, it's interesting. He sent me, um, he sent me this quote that actually is exactly what we're talking about. And he sent it to me and said, oh, this would be good for your, for your clients. I'll pull it up. Talk amongst yourselves while I put it up. Oh, here it is. He says, <clears throat> so this is the quote, unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. Okay, I'll say that again. This is a really good one. It's pretty deep. Okay. 
unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. So that's really the foundation of what we're talking about. If we're expecting somebody to do something for us without letting them know about it, or if we're like perceiving that they're angry at us, or we're per- or they're per- or we're perceiving that somebody doesn't like us, if we're mm-hmm. in judgment, right? Judgment, fear, what ifs, and and then we're projecting on on somebody else. Then literally, it's just a Netflix episode we're making up in our head that maybe we should pitch to a producer somewhere. Right? Like, <laughs> if you're making it up, make money on it. <laughs> good line makes me think of the one time a client had called and i thought based on that call they didn't leave a voicemail i thought there was something not right and i was again making the the mental stories and eventually after a little while i got a hold of this person this client and they're like oh i just butt dialed you everything's good (laughs) the internal dialogue is not only internal it's external a student came in and she i was in the um in the clinic and had two clients and she came in like hello and and i came i came out and i was like shh you know because i was in with two clients one was in hypnosis i was working with another one and she's like oh i'm so sorry like still like really loud and i and i kept on like shh there's clients and she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry I just and started getting into the whole story of that she was late and that there was traffic and then blah blah blah. And I'm just like, okay, just it's not a problem. Just sit down. And I'll be out. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Just like, and then when I finally had a chance to chat with her, I could tell the moment when she was already getting into resentment. Hmm. So she was already getting into like, you know, it's not my fault. Someone should have told me to be quiet when I come in. Okay. And I was late, so it's still not my fault because I was late because it was snowing and it was traffic and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, it, it, none of that even matters. So she was she was in the moment telling me her entire story of dialogue, right? So yeah. we were just talking about mm-hmm. the internal dialogue. It's not only internal, it's external. Sometimes people can literally tell you what their emotional state is in that moment. So she was like her she was like don't be mad at me please like me this is my reason why Mm. right where it's just like it's a busy clinic we're busy you're here to observe and just yeah like it was um it was a very and and she's a beautiful amazing human being well not was still is (laughs) (laughs) And, and and so it was you know just reframing it and being like hey you didn't know it's all good here you are yeah awesome Glad to see you. Glad to meet you. Gotcha. It's such a, it's so interesting to hear you word it that way as like, it's unuseful to get into that because I Mm -hmm. worked in retail for a really long time and that was always the case. Like we had a WhatsApp chat where all of the staff could kind of like try and swap shifts or whatever. And Mm -hmm. every day it would be like, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be like five people would say, oh, I'm going to be late today. And then they'd come in and it was like, oh, we're the, there's like, a laundry list of reasons and excuses and whatever. And it's like, how do we work past that though? If that's something you've always been doing. Well, and it's, it's, it's holding accountability. So you look at that situation, right? This, mm-hmm. So it's the pattern that yeah. that was permission that everybody can yep. post that they're going to be late and that when they see other people do it, it gives them permission okay. to do it. Uh, okay. People will do it on purpose because they're in uh, resentment. Mm. Right. Because mm-hmm. they probably, well, everybody's late. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Why not me? So, yep. so there's lack of accountability. Yeah. I'm a former manager. Like my, I was at an old store I was at, I was a manager. And so I I'm apolo- at this other. Apologies well, for that. <laughs> I'm a former manager. A former man. Anyways, that's a long story. <laughs> um, but so I was not a manager in this role but used to be in that company essentially. And so yeah. I would look at it and I was, I would go to the, I went to the, my manager and I was like, what are you doing? Why are you letting them do this? And they were mm-hmm. like, well, it's hard to replace them, especially after COVID because no one wants to work. And so they're like, well, you know, at least they mm-hmm. show up eventually. And it's like, this is bullshit. So th- well, exactly. So this is a good example. 
So if a good manager or like owner or whatever, be like, hey, teach me what your process is to get here on time. Right? Yeah. So you're holding accountability. And even if if someone's like, well, I did this, well, I did that. So that's interesting that there are certain obstacles that are in your way every time you come into your shift. So teach me what you can do to eliminate some of those obstacles. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's it, every single human being can choose to look at roadblocks. They could look at the what ifs. They could choose to step into excuses. Right? Even Even people can get into their head about being five minutes late. Right. A lot of people, they they're like they're already in their head about, oh, my gosh, you know, I, you know, and normally what happens is especially a doctor's appointment. Right. You go to a doctor's appointment. You're waiting there anyways. You're rushing if yeah. there's traffic or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like in your head like, oh, oh my gosh, da, 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 whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, hurry up and wait. Right. Yep. For two hours or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Go to the British place now, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's it's really sticking to outcomes, right? As a manager, the outcome is, you know, making sure there's people to cover shifts or making sure that things run smoothly. And um, it's it, it's all of us are human beings. Every human being is going along in their journey, just trying to figure it out. So if we all choose to be in resentment or anger with each other. That's not a useful place to be. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Like our mission, like if people are, are listening to this, our mission, the, the three of us and probably a lot of other health practitioners, our mission is to really allow people to get into their own human betterment, their own uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, to really step into being able to be the best version of themselves. We as humans, we are here, blink of an eye, okay? Cradle to grave. Yeah. And we're here for time. So even any human being that's listening to this, what can you do time-wise to really bring value to your life? So even you're listening to this podcast and you're bringing value to your life, you're learning, mm-hmm. great. But to bring it to the next level, actually practice what it is that you're learning in this. Because if you practice that every single day and you're living in a useful emotional state, how would that change your life? Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. And I love how, I mean, in conversations before you've shared about how people have said to you as well, they like that you call them on their shit. Mm. And as you said, it's another, like a another very technical term. Let's get, let's spell that for people. It's it's S I T. Yeah, capital yeah. S, lowercase H. Lowercase. <laughs> Anyone watching Amanda? She's actually like right. Writing down. Down. Yeah, that is the technical term. People carry around their whole shit. Yeah, that people carry that around all day, every day. So. So try this metaphor on, okay? There's all kinds of people out there and they carry their shit in all kinds of different ways, okay? Some people carry their shit in a backpack, have no clue that there's a hole in it. So they're <laughs> dropping their shit everywhere, smells <laughs> everywhere, right? Some people, you know, don't give a shit and they're handing their shit out everywhere, mm-hmm. throwing it at people, just hand- dealing it out like cards. You get some shit, you get some shit, okay. you get some shit, you get some – because they can't handle their – they're not in control of their own emotional state. Some people bury their shit and there's landmines everywhere. And if you step on their shit, watch the fuck out, okay? Right? Yeah. Some people bury their – like just sweep their shit under the carpet and you trip over it. And they're like, well, didn't you see that? Right? Yeah. Some people carry their shit in a backpack and it's so heavy and they're carrying two backpacks and you're looking at them going like, why are you carrying that shit around with you? It smells. You can barely walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's heavy. Some people have storage lockers of shit. They just hide it all as if it's not there. So true. Some people... Yeah, some people are covered in shit. 
And you even look at them and are like, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? Okay. So metaphorically, just think about the people that you have in your life that fall into these different categories. Mm, yeah. If we all really took responsibility and accountability for our own emotional state, you know, there, there would be less conflict. There would be less disease. Mm-hmm. There would be less um, um, issues for us as human beings in terms of our own betterment. There'd be less divorces, right? Just more happy people everywhere. How would the world be if there's more happy people everywhere? Try yeah, that. It'd be on. amazing. It'd be or- amazing. And that's what I was thinking as you were saying that. It's like so many of us refuse to deal with our shit, right? Or we're like, like, like sweeping I'm, it I'm good. The, I'm good, fine. exactly. And it's from the term of human betterment. And from what you said of like, we're mm-hmm. here from cradle to grave, it's like in in the blink of an eye, it goes so fast. And it's like, if you keep carrying that shit around all the time, are you really going to get to do, to be, to have, to see, to experience everything in your life that you mm-hmm. could or that you would like to, right? Mm-hmm. And so dealing with your shit is a huge, yeah. huge part of that. It makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Cool. So the big takeaway, deal with your shit. Deal with your shit. <laughs> your shit. Yeah, cut the cords from your shit, right? Amazing. And, Look, and there's a second episode. Deal with your shit. <laughs> yeah. What kind of shit do you got? Do the title, too. <laughs> A mini episode. Deal with your shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn how to handle your shit. <laughs> yeah, properly. Learn how to properly dispose of your shit. Properly dispose of your shit. That's it. That's it. There's Learn the title. To- There's the title. Yeah. Amazing. For the sure. <laughs> yeah. A terrible problem. I know. So hard. Oh, I know. <laughs> It's it, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. It can be. Amanda makes me laugh. It's like crazy. It's because <laughs> she picks up the dialogue that's going on in my head and then says it out loud. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Jeff Jeff does the same thing. It's, it's so. Did it's I tell play you? By play. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you about the the other night with Jeff, the Maybe. white man shuffle? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Okay. Then yeah no I probably have already yeah so I'm sitting here I'm I'm like working away working away it was like I don't know I it's and um and Jeff found this like it's not Soka but it's like I don't know it's um do you are you guys into have you guys listened to like um it's not Soka what's it called do you know that song um. Hey, green girl from Demero, you want to make way for the Batanero. And if you don't do that, my number is zero. Da, 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 no, no. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Anyways, okay. But I didn't anyways, know. I just wanted to see if you keep going. <laughs> yeah, I can. Pretty good. Yeah, but it was like, but it's like, bam, bam. Oh, man. Anyways, it's like from like the late 80s. Okay. Mm. Anyways, Jeff's playing it on the TV here. And he gets up and he's like doing this like creepy white man shuffle kind of thing going on. And like so I could have stayed just working and missed out on the experience in which my human was in this mood or energy, right? If mm-hmm. I chose to keep on working, he may not do that again because he's thinking that he's bothering me. Very true. Yeah, so I purposely made a conscious choice to stand up and dance with him and really enjoy the mood, the the moment, the experience, the ridiculousness of, you know, just I even said to him, I said, oh, my gosh, if like anyone saw us right now and the 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 genre of music is just not like like what anyone would expect that we would listen to. Right. It'd be it'd be like almost like we were started through on like mosh pit music and was like, you know, like like, but crazy. So so many people hold themselves back from experiencing certain music. A version of that would be people at like a high school dance and they're just standing along the wall even though the, their favorite song's on and they're afraid to get up and dance. Right. Hmm. So it's about 
really experiencing life. Again, we're here from cradle to grave. We can choose to, you know, just stand at the side of the wall and watch it all go by and get pissed off. Think, well, I couldn't, well, like it wasn't the right song. And then beat yourself up in your head because you, you missed out on experiences. People live their entire life pissed off of missing out on experiences. It's a choice, right? Or they'll blame other people about like, oh, well, they didn't do this, so I couldn't do that. I call bullshit. We can do whatever we want. We're, in, we're entitled almost SOBs up here in Canada, right? Like literally. Yeah. We, we totally. We are entitled, spoiled, right? We live in a country, cushy place. We're, we're safe. Our, our Well, we complain about our the politicians and stuff like that. But hey, look at some other countries. That sucks. So it's really stop taking things for granted. Really, you're if, if you're listening to this and you're living in Canada or the U.S., North America, whatever, make every moment count. Mm -hmm. Because people from another country would look at this and just see if we're, you know, making things up in our mind. And like, my goodness. I love everything that you've shared with us today. We'll leave it with the process. So the process is notice your own emotional state, step one. Notice your own emotional state, step two. Is it useful or unuseful? Mm -hmm. Okay, if it's unuseful, cut the cords from it and then choose what emotional state. Okay, so step two, cut the cords from it. Step three, pick what emotional state you want to be in. Is it happy? Is it sad? You can choose sad. Crying's good cry. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to yell. Allow yourself to dance around the house ridiculously. And then really choose this. The last step is choose love, choose connection, connect with people, hug somebody, right? Like get connected with somebody like to, um, we as humans, we are meant to be with other human beings. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And there's something just so simple about the, the hug and embrace with someone else who actually will reciprocate. <laughs> just a little mm -hmm. note there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's just a simple thing. I love it. Thank you again for all your insights, your your tips for everyone. I hope everyone thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point to do more of these conversations because they're awesome. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed and yeah, I guess we'll catch you on the next episode.